3: Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Are you
2: ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It's Wednesday here on the show, and you know what that means. I always say that, but man, every day I don't even know what's going on. And today is no exception. Well, we got a lot. Last night was NXT 2.0. Tonight is AEW Dynamite, the return of Jon Moxley, and uh, the return of Cody as well. And, of course, we've got the... Lineup for tonight's show. We'll tell you all the matches there. We got some notes on Raw airing on Sci-Fi in February as a result of the Olympics. What are what those stand-up for WWE blokes are going to say when Raw does a horrible number on Sci-Fi. I'm sure they will blame it on the booking and claim that the ship is sinking. That's what they'll do, right? They won't. They won't note that it's on a different network and, and thus probably isn't going to do as well. Surely that won't happen. we got the Rampage ratings, SmackDown as well. Scotty Too Hotty, talking about his time in at NXT and how Vince McMahon wanted the trainers to look younger. Because of course he did. And yes, everybody, we're going to talk about Gunther Stark. Uh, anyway... That's going to come up after the break. You want Texas here today? You want to contact us? Well, it's easy. 425-780-7566 is the phone number. 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter. we'll have a special guest later on in the show today. But it won't be Cody Rhodes. i got to figure that out as well. Because uh, i got a lot of stuff going on. Man, every day. Back in a moment with more... Observer Live. Back of the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer alive. Mike BB also of WrestlingObserver.com. I want to mention, by the way, that, uh, before I get into Gunther Stark, I would like to mention that, uh, we had an article on the front page about Cody, and, uh, at the end of the uh, article, it said that Cody was going to be the guest on Wrestling Observer Radio with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez today. <laughs> I read it and I was like, he is? Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then I texted Dave and Dave said, I don't know what that's all about either. I thought he was going to be on Observer Live. I was going to text you to find out. And so anyway, neither Dave or I have any knowledge of this whatsoever. So I think I think that that at some point somewhere on a show... Someone said something that was misinterpreted, but uh, Cody, Cody is not, you know what I think it was? What's that? Now that I think about it, I think that at some point when we were talking about the uh, Cody Rhodes story, um, Dave said he's going to be on the show Wednesday. and I think that was misinterpreted as he was going to be on this show or Observer Radio. The show that we were referencing was AEW Dynamite. <laughs> so anyway, there is. Uh, it is unlikely that Cody is going to be on the show today.
4: Well, that might disappoint some people for this show, but Adam Abdallah is going to be on to talk about the Orange Crush books that he puts out as well as GCW at the Hammerstein and the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. So we have that coming up later on. So All
3: right. All right. Well, I suppose I should talk about Gunther Stark, right? <sighs> is that what I should do? You know, what's funny is, um, I'll just read the article from the front page of WrestlingObserver.com, and then I'll I'll get going here. Had a lot of people in the chat going, "Oh, how long is r- Brian gonna rant for?" Dude, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I never know what I'm gonna do, guys. There's no plan. I don't know if you figured that out or not on the show. It's true. So this from WrestlingObserver.com: The end of NXT saw Volter announcing a new name for himself. Walter announced himself as Gunther after defeating Roderick Strong on tonight's NXT with an air raid crash and a powerbomb. After Walter announced the name change, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel ran in and attacked Strong. The Creed brothers then ran in, and the teams brawled to end the show. On January 13, WWE filed a trademark with the United States Patent and Trademark Office for the name Gunther Stark. That is also the name of a Nazi military commander during World War II who died after his vessel sunk in the English Channel in 1944. The last name was not mentioned on tonight's show. I like to tell these stories the way that the stories unfolded to me. You know what I'm saying? So yesterday, I got a random text, because I don't watch these shows live because I'm on the West Coast. I have to watch them on delay. And, uh... Somebody texted me out of the blue and said, I don't want to spoil you, but there's a new gimmick and someone has a new name. Good luck. I thought, hmm, what's going on here? So, you know, I don't mind spoilers. uh, Shows always get spoiled for me. So then I start looking around and uh, uh, everywhere I look uh, on our board, Twitter, etc., I'm bombarded with the fact that WWE has renamed Walter. they have given him the name of a Nazi now I I, I, mean, I mean listen, there were a lot of Nazis okay, you know lots of them and uh, they had a lot of names, obviously uh, but this particular Nazi was was famous enough that like you google him and he comes right up He's not some random Nazi. So I was like, what? Wait a second. I hate to laugh about this, but, like, this is a new level. I mean, it's not every day that, you know, WWE renames Volter. They name him after a Nazi. Not every day that that happens. That, I have to admit, is a new one. So I'm like, what? And, you know, so I start watching the show. And uh, the show starts, and they announce tonight... Roderick Strong will face Valter. I'm like, okay. So then the announcers start talking about it's uh, Roderick Strong versus Valter tonight. So I'm watching the whole show. No mention of the name Gunther Stark. And uh, and then finally it's time for the main event. And, uh, you know, the ring announcer says, Coming to the ring, Valter. It comes down to the ring, and, uh, like, I'm watching this whole show, and I'm like, okay, this is, like, something that, you know, I imagined. He's actually still still Volter. I don't know what everyone's all angry about. And then, of course, at the end of the show, uh, he announces, she's about to announce him the winner, because, in fact, he beat Roderick Strong. And uh, he announces, no, the winner of this match is Gunther! And then him and Imperium, you know, beat down Roderick Strong, and I was like, my God, he's actually, he's he's Gunther Stark. They have they have trademarked the name of a Nazi for for uh, for for Walter. So then you know I'm just thinking, what in God's name? And then I start getting messages from from a number of people, and uh, this is this story is is baffling to me because there this is literally a I can't even believe I'm saying this, but a polarizing topic. Okay, because there's the one side. That is, that is absolutely appalled that WWE has trademarked the name of a Nazi for walter and then, and this was not one person, I might add, I had, I had several people, a number of people, in fact, that don't see this as a big deal at all, okay? And you're probably wondering, well, how could they not see this as a big deal? Well, the first argument was, well you know the 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 talent gets to pick their name so you know Volter, and we don't know this for sure but i mean you know in in most cases what happens is they say okay you can no longer be Volter, come up with like 10 names and then we'll pick one of them so Volter writes down 10 names and they go oh you know i really like this gunther stark that sounds like a cool name And so then, you know, he ends up being Gunther Stark. So the first argument was, well, everyone's mad at Vince and WWE, but, you know, there's a pretty good chance that Walter himself is the one who came up with the name Gunther Stark, okay? Now, no one said one way or the other, but uh, that was was the first deal. Maybe this is all Walter's idea. All right. So then the other argument was, well, you know, they never called him Gunther Stark. They only called him Gunther. (laughs) I'm like... Well, they trademarked the whole name. So the thing that baffles me is, okay, all right. Let's say that this was not a WWE idea. Let's say that this was not Vince or whoever saying, hey, I got an idea. Let's name him after a a famous Nazi. You know, it was his idea. If, If you, the listener, owned WWE... And somebody came up with a list, and you narrowed it down to Gunther Stark. Okay, there's nobody in this billion-dollar company who's tasked with typing a name into Google. Okay, right? Like you don't want you don't want some some woman to uh, debut on the main roster as Jenna Jameson, right? That's a famous female porn star. You don't want your 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 superstars named after porn stars, right? You don't want some kid saying, Oh, man, I like that Jenna Jameson. Let me Google her. And all of a sudden, you know what comes up? That doesn't happen, right? You you would think that they would, would want to make sure that whatever name somebody came up with was not like an infamous name. I would go as far as to say that Gunther Stark would be an infamous name. So the first question is, you're telling me that nobody bothered to Google the name Gunther Stark. Okay, well, then maybe, you know, and we'll talk about why it's possible no one bothered to Google this name. So then, you know, you trademark it. You go all the way to trademarking the name of this Nazi. And then, of course, word gets out that you trademarked the name of a Nazi. So you're telling me that to avoid controversy, your plan is not to say, Walter, we need a different name, but instead to go, well, we'll just call him Gunther. There's more. I'll get to it after the break. Observer Live.
1: Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Or download the app today.
3: I can't even believe I'm still going here. Mike will join us here at some point here. But I, I look on the chat here, and I got a guy going, Well, he's not a famous Nazi. Bro, listen, he's not Adolf Hitler, okay? But uh, how many Nazis do you think there were, okay? Plenty. 99.9999999% of them. If you Google their name, nothing's going to come up. You Google Gunther Stark's name, and it comes up immediately. Of course, now you have to search back a few pages, because now when you Google Gunther Stark, it's all WWE and stories about WWE. But anyway, the point of this is, again, if it were your company... And someone came up to you and they wanted to be named Gunther Stark. A, no one googles it. And B, when you start to get blowback from fans, you don't just give him a totally different name, but you keep the Gunther. Now it's okay. That's the idea here. Then people are arguing that and I'm like, well, what if what if he come up to you and said, I want to use the name Adolf Hitler,
4: Joseph Goebbels? Are
3: you okay with that one? Benito
4: Mussolini, because his favorite baseball player was Benito santia No, they get no, get nothing on this. Nothing. This idiot spit care.
3: take. Somebody banned spit take. He goes, you know, Gunther is a common German name, right? Well, yeah, but they didn't trademark Gunther. I am they so trademarked sick. Gunther Stark, and the chances are, since they trademarked the whole name, that if they hadn't gotten blowback, he would have been Gunther Stark. Exactly. But they got blowback, and so they dropped the Stark part. It's exa- so to exactly. So do you? That makes it okay. So if 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 Walter came up to you and he goes, "Hey, you know what? I, I got a great name for a character. Adolf Hitler. All right, let's trademark Adolf Hitler for." entertainment purposes because when you do a trademark that's what it's for so you trademark adolf hitler and then fans go what you trademarked the name adolf hitler for entertainment purposes and they're like oh i'm embarrassed now as a company well we'll just call him adolf now that's okay hmm interesting they get no benefit of the doubt I don't care
4: if Walter wanted to call himself that. You still have to go through. If I say something on air, I'm going to be named as part of the lawsuit. But if somebody wants to sue, they're coming after Brian, Okay, because that's where the buck stops. So that's how that works. And it's, they're the ones responsible for this. And they're the ones that actually went ahead and trademarked the whole name. And if it wasn't people yesterday, a couple of people kind of cringed when I said, you know, a lot of the old white guys that prop up Martin Luther King and they never actually make their way past that. And they look at that as, oh, this is what we know about culture and race. And then everything else be damned like actual real issues. And this is how we end up with crime time and Mexico's and, Hirohito, do you remember that one, Brian? Do you remember Hirohito, yeah, World was War one. II ace? Yes, Kenzo Suzuki. And do you know why they, they stopped that? They got blowback. And do you know how they responded to that blowback? Apparently Vince was pissed that he got blowback for this wonderful idea of Hirohito. As the Kinzo Suzuki is his grandson looking for revenge on, you know, the bombs being dropped on America. He's going to take this out on wrestlers. They get no benefit of the doubt because of how they've done everything. This was not an oversight or a mistake. Obviously it was, but I'm sorry. When you continue to play these games and you continue to do the things that you've done. Sorry, you get no benefit of the doubt for this, and bottom line is it's a sloppy shop anyway, because even if everything, you take it at face value that this is, because more than one person has said to me, well, what if Gunter really wanted this? That's fine, but somebody's got to sign off on all of these things. On top of the fact, it's a stupid idea! I don't care if he didn't want to be Walter. He's been Walter on the Royal Rumble. He was Walter for the entire show. Why
3: now? Why now? You know, i got to add one thing here because somebody uh, made a good point there in the, uh, in the chat. And uh, this is also a chance to get a plug-in. If you're in the Bothell area, we got a yoga studio we've opened up in conjunction with the uh, Karate and Jiu-Jitsu School. So uh, if you want to do some yoga in Bothell, free trial, yeah. you can go to Cedartreeyoga.com. What does that have to do with all of this? I'll tell you. So when we, uh, when we decided we were going to uh, branch out to do this studio... Uh the guy that owns the school says, well, what do you want to use for a name? And so, does this sound familiar? What do you want to use for a name? And so uh, we had to think of some names. And uh, we, we thought, I got an idea. How about uh, Cedar Tree Yoga? And the first thing this guy said was, well, we we're going to have to Google it. Because before you can register it as a business name, you have to check to see if there's any other cedar tree yoga in the state of Washington. So this, by the way, this kind of, you know, the idea that, oh, well, you know, someone came up with the name Gunther Stark and nobody bothered to Google it before they trademarked it. That's impossible. Because before you go to trademark the name, you need to Google to see if there is another Gunther Stark, or whatever name you came up with. So, in fact, the idea that, oh, we didn't know until after it was trademarked. No, you would have had to have Googled the name before you can go to try to apply for a trademark for the name. Oh, and by the way, this ties into another NXT story. I got material for hours today. So uh, then we had, you know, I had the people yesterday going, ah, maybe they didn't know or, or uh, you know, you do realize that this same company that didn't know that Adam Cole's contract expired and, and uh, all of these other clerical errors, which stems from a situation like 2007 when The Rock's contract expired. They let The Rock's contract expire and uh, when asked, they, ex- they they claimed it was a clerical error. <laughs> so anyway... They've had a lot of clerical errors lately. And Meanwhile, uh, that was a sour time between the two parties. Yes. Should but the point noted. is they have had legitimate clerical errors. Like, you know, whoever. Jeff Jarrett? Uh, I think it was Canyon Seaman, actually, was the guy that woke up and realized that, you know, Adam Cole's contract was expiring far earlier than they, they realized. And, you know, I think he got fired over that. Or Anyway, it was a big to-do, but there have been many legitimate clerical errors in this billion-dollar company. So uh, the latest, I don't know if this is a clerical error or not, but... Uh, You realize on NXT 2.0 last night, besides the debut of uh, Nazi commander Gunther Stark, they also announced a women's Dusty Cup. But they have no teams! They haven't figured out! They haven't figured out who's even going to be in this tournament! Mm. You know who returned on the show last night out of the blue? Raquel Gonzalez. You do realize that she's on her way out, and uh, they had to bring her back because they have no teams for a tournament that they announced. So they're trying to figure out, and I'm not talking about, like, you know, a long time ago. I'm talking about today. Who is going to be in this tournament? We have announced a tournament, but we have no teams. So, you know, if you want to argue that maybe, you know, with this whole Gunther Stark thing, one hand didn't know what the other hand was doing. I mean, there is evidence for that because we did announce a tournament for women, with no women. But...
4: Well, I mean, it kind of makes day sense, today. considering the main roster has got one tag team for the tag team championship, and then nobody else.
3: Person wants to know whose Dusty Cup we we're talking about. The NXT Women's Dusty Cup. They don't have enough teams. They were discussing bringing down Rhea and Nikki, who broke up, by the way. I'm, I'm pretty sure that one's out, but I would put nothing past them, because they need to somehow get... You know, eight teams, right? Eight teams. Yeah. One, two. At well, least eight. Yeah, that's so they need 16 want. women. They need eight female tag teams that they don't have. So that's why you don't have brackets, because they don't have any teams for a tournament think, that they already announced on television. You think Saray
4: is going to team with the spirit of her grandmother?
3: Yeah, Saray. Yeah, a lot of people were mad about Saray, but... uh Sailor Moon? I mean, we haven't seen what her actual in-ring gimmick was. I mean, maybe that's what she actually wears for street clothes. We don't know this, but yes, she's back. <laughs> she explained, "I could never win, so I left and went home. <laughs> but I hate now this I'm company. now I'm back," she says. Now she'll be a winner. And she found some uh, pendant that her her strong grandmother once owned, and this is going to give her strength to succeed here in NXT. Talk that in her schoolgirl outfit. Will help her succeed the with roster. these 62-year-old men that watch this show.
4: Well, yeah, I'm sure it will help her succeed with them. I'm sure that's right up their alley. I'm sure somebody in creative is around that age. A couple of them, in
3: fact,
4: that are around that age coming up with that sort of stuff. But uh Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, just, I, I, of all the things, I, I just I, I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't Why? 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 C- Karen Q's deal. And I know it's cute it's cute and it's was amusing once i'm already done with it i'm already done with it and i know well orange cassidy no i i have more faith in orange cassidy the character and all that was built up before he was on AEW tv i'm looking at this creation and going okay you know i I just they have nothing but losers on the main roster Guys and women that can't hold on to their money, people who don't know how to win, people who don't know to have how to have friendships and relationships. I mean, they are doing a great job in NXT and getting people ready for the type of characters that are going to be on the main roster. That's for sure, except with a lot more a lot less experience. That Creed Brothers, Brooks and Jensen or whatever the hell they're called match, it was ugly. You know, it was. It could have been a lot worse, but I see. You know, four guys in there. that are just basically clubbing and thundering with each other, and it's like, God bless. <laughs> you know, seeing those guys on the main roster. You know, they get called up. Randy Orton gonna want to get thrown around by the Casper brothers. I don't know about that. Oh I just, God. I look at. I look at what they're developing, and I just. I cringe, and it's not this talent's fault. You can see there's a lot of puppies with big paws. It's just unfortunate that they're going to be locked in a box, and they're not going to be able to develop in most cases. Back in a moment, everybody. Observe Live!
3: in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Subravidi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Adam Abdullah is here on the show today, talking GCW Orange Crush and much more. What's going on, Adam? Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Hey, are you going to do an Orange Crush about Gunther Stark?
2: I'd love to do one about Valter, but Gunther Stark, I don't know, man. You don't think I that's going to sell a lot about. of copies?
3: The Adventures of Gunther Stark?
2: Not to my current audience. <laughs> <laughs> seems weird.
4: It seems to be going into this weekend, uh, Game Changer Wrestling has a little bit more positive momentum than NXT or really anything taking place in WWE that doesn't have Brock's name on it.
3: Has yeah, GCW you ever the- used <laughs> a Nazi character, just out of curiosity?
2: Has GCW? Yeah. Or JCW? Not to my knowledge, no.
3: Or JCW, I guess. The-
2: there was a guy on in the indies up in Jersey called Crazy Ivan. Many, many years ago, there might have been an iteration of JCW that he participated in, but that was long before my involvement.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's talk about this this show coming up this weekend. This is a uh, it's a big one, pay per view. Absolutely, it's uh, you know the largest
2: crowd uh, of the modern era at the Hammerstein Ballroom, I believe. WrestleTix clocked it at two thousand and five tickets sold. Um, it's going to be on Fight TV, but also traditional pay-per-view for the very first time. I think it's a watershed moment for independent wrestling.
3: So the uh, the return of Moxley uh, is happening tonight, but uh, unless he wrestles, this is his first match since, uh, since he took a leave of absence from wrestling. So uh, that has to be exciting.
2: Yeah, it's super exciting. I mean, John Moxley, who was also on the cover of Arms Crush Volume 2, is, you know, GCW world champion, so it's obviously fitting that he would defend the belt on the biggest show in the company's history, and we're really excited to have him back.
4: Now, not only is it going
2: to be a big weekend, obviously,
4: for GCW for running the Hammerstein, one of the most interesting things to me was actually this creation of the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame, which... You know, it doesn't I don't know if there's going to be a physical version of this, but I love the idea for a weekend on the big show. You get to pay homage to so many people and there's so many people that over the years you're going to be able to. How did this thing come about? How did you get involved in it? And is this something we're going to be seeing every year? Does this you know, does this mean we're going to be getting a Hammerstein show every year from GCW? Well,
2: I can't confirm that, but I can tell you that given the success of the Hammerstein Show, Brett, um, as well as other people on the team, including myself, really wanted to create a moment to honor the legends of independent wrestling that helped us get to this moment. Um, So we decided to have our own banquet at the Cutting Room in New York City on Saturday night and really think about a diverse group of workers who've kind of left their mark on the business, both in the ring and outside. So um, we're excited. There has been talk about a physical version of this that Brett's working on, um, but that's something
3: probably not in the immediate future. So you're gonna um, you're gonna have hope... a physical Hall of Fame before WWE has a physical Hall of Fame at this point.
2: I think that's probably likely. I would say <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, but, and furthermore, uh, you know, I I think um, it's probably very likely that we will do this every year moving forward. At least the Hall of Fame. I can't speak for Hammerstein. You know, that's a big commitment, and that's really Brett, Brett Lauderdale's decision. But, you know, Orange Crush and GCW are definitely committed to upholding the ED Hall of Fame.
3: Right. I'm going to go over these matches here, and I want you to tell us all a little bit about them as a uh, preview for this coming weekend. John Moxley and Homicide for the GCW yeah. Championship.
2: Yeah, so uh, Homicide won um, a special kind of uh, Royal Rumble-style match on the last GCW show on New Year's Day to earn a shot at the GCW world title. Um, I think we all remember when homicide won the ring of honor world championship in 2006 at final battle against Brian Danielson in a legendary match. So, you know, how fitting is it for homicide, who is kind of one of the legends of independent wrestling, who's going to be inducted into the Indy hall of fame by Chris Dickinson on Saturday night, um, to have like one last shot, uh, in one of the biggest indie shows of all time, with the world title against you know one of the biggest stars in the
3: world, we got Jonathan Gresham defending the ROH title against Blake Christian, and uh, this footage will eventually be airing on Ring of Honor television, right?
2: I believe so. I think I think GCW and Ring of Honor have a deal in terms of being able to syndicate the title matches that take place at the shows. Yeah, this is going to be an incredible technical wrestling match. Um, last weekend in Chicago, Blake Christian. Actually defeated Bandito, who is the kind of linear or you know uncrowned Ring of Honor champion since he had COVID uh, prior to his final defense. So you know, in theory, this is really kind of determine who the legit world champion is in Ring of Honor.
3: We've also got Gringo Loco, Flamita, and Arez versus Bandito, ASF, and Laredo Kid.
2: Yeah, this this is going to be you know I mean brett Lauderdale is a huge fan of lucha libre i don't know if you saw this brian but we actually announced um in february mascara dorada will be debuting in gcw as well as his 90 days are up um so you know he's a huge fan of lucha libre some of the best matches in the history of the promotion have been lucha libre six-man tags including an amazing match at a show called two cups stuffed a few years ago in chicago um and i think this is going to just blow people away
3: we have got Ali Catch and Ruby Soho. Yeah,
2: Ali Catch. You know, this is her dream match. She called her shot. She put out a video on uh, social media that was directed and produced by Giancarlo Didimo that did probably over 150 thousand views. Um, that kind of mirrored the Ruby Soho introductory video to AEW, and people are super psyched uh, for this matchup. It's got a tremendous amount of buzz and we're excited, excited for Allie to have her moment. You know, the show has a lot of kind of parody between like the stars of GCW who've helped get us and helped help Brett, you know, get his company to this moment with kind of, you know, mainstream stars and helping like elevate their stars. So I think that's, it's a cool duality.
3: Joey Janella and Matt Cardona. Yeah, I don't know if you've been following the
2: storyline online, but essentially um, there's been kind of a, a par- very parallel storyline to the WrestleMania VIII um, storyline between Ric Flair and Randy Savage where Joey Janela um, exposed photos of him and Chelsea Green that took place prior to their recent <laughs> wedding. That um, quite literally are <laughs> very similar to the photos. I, of, I hope these are, are photoshopped
3: the same way they were in uh, – I forget the term that they used in, in, in 1993 because it was prior to Photoshop. But uh, wasn't, that, wasn't yeah, that how it just, ended?
1: I well,
4: Matt wants the, these the, th- things the to, to be
3: photoshopped.
4: I don't know if they are though.
2: <laughs> well, we don't. Yeah, we don't know. That's the question, right? So, there's been a lot of heated back and forth between Joey and Matt Cardona. They also had a uh, wild brawl um, at Super Gabby's like uh, storage facility in uh, near Orlando uh, because both Joey and Matt are kind of famed like toy collectors. That you know was released uh, earlier this week you know, in the same vein of like uh, stone cold Steve Austin and Booker T at the supermarket. So I think, um, you know, there's a lot of buzz online for this match. There's a lot of really fun promos going back and forth. And I think it may just steal the show.
3: Oh yeah. Doctored photos was how they described it. They'd been doctored <laughs> by a photo doctor. We got the Briscoes open challenge for the GCW tag team titles.
2: Yeah. The Briscoes have been coming in hard since, uh, since joining, uh, GCW. They won the GCW tag team titles in their very first match, taking out uh, Matt Justice and Mance Warner. And, you know, I don't know who they're facing. You know, Uh, Brett keeps it very close to the vest, but they've gone absolutely nuts every time out. And I expect expect no less at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Actually, the last time I saw them there, they wrestled um, uh, Tonga Loa and Tama Tonga in like a classic match. So, you Hmm. know, now,
4: Adam, I, look, AEW's in Washington, D.C., which is, you know, very, very close geographically to uh, Sussex County, Delaware. I'm just, do we know where FTR is right now? Do we know where the Briscoes are right now? Well,
3: I mean, FTR's probably getting ready for a dynamite tonight, Mike. Yeah, I imagine one FTR's
2: at TV, and I imagine the Briscoes are at home. But, you know, I don't know. I don't work for AEW. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't see you asking where the Chop and Roll Express is, Mike. Well, because one of you is right here. I guess here. one of us is right here, but that doesn't mean nothing. Hey, you know what it does have heard mean? of an airplane? It, it means,
4: actually, Adam can tell you about the kickoff match, which I think you would be keenly interested in, since there's somebody who's, uh, whose son is going to be wrestling in there who you're very familiar with. Are you talking about this ladder match yeah, you, here? It is. No, not the ladder match. Not the ladder
2: match. We, have, we do have a grab-the-brass-ring ladder match, the but... Uh, what Mike is referring to is our scramble match on the PBR kickoff show
3: I featuring see. Nick Wayne. Yeah, so, so what happened was, I've got the lineup here, but it does not include the kickoff match. So I was looking through the lineup, and I didn't see Nick's name. And so I didn't know if I should ask on the air or not if he was actually going to do the show, because I knew he was going to do the show. Anyway, so he's on the show. He's just in the scramble match.
2: Yeah, Nick Wayne versus Jack Cartwell versus Alex Zane versus Ninja Mac, versus Dante Leone, versus New York legend, the Grim Reefer. So he'll
4: That's be incredible. on the kickoff show. <laughs> Golly. That is wild. Which will
2: be, by the way, live and free on YouTube. Yeah. So if you want a free taste before the pay-per-view, check out the scramble match, check out the PBR kickoff. Going to be give you a real kind of sense of the atmosphere as well as the, the type of action you can expect on a GCW pay per view.
3: So, this ladder match is Jordan Oliver, Jimmy Lloyd, Alex Colon, Leo Rush, PCO, and Tony Deppin.
2: Correct. And there's been a lot of confusion online because, you know, AEW adapted the grab the brass ring gimmick, um, with Scorpio Sky one earlier this year, but actually this gimmick was first introduced at Joey Janela's lost in New York in 2018 with Mm. the winner getting to pick their shot at spring break. And in this iteration, I believe the winner can pick their shot anytime, anywhere.
3: And finally we have Effie and Jeff Jarrett.
2: Absolutely. Jeff Jarrett has been on a rampage. He's returned uh, to professional wrestling and GCW. Um, in a very aggressive way, dressed in all black, um, and stalking some of, uh, GCW's top talent. I mean, Effie has referred to him as a clout vampire trying to stay relevant by, uh, you know, kind of trying to squeeze their juice, so to speak. Effie had denied the match up until last week, but, uh, Jeff Jarrett actually attacked Alley Cat in Chicago when, uh, Effie was actually not on the show um, and finally pushed him too far, so they're going to they're gonna duke it out of the Hammerstein.
4: Hey, Adam, real quick, we've mentioned a lot of those younger names that are on the come-up for GCW. Addis Kogar not announced for a match yet, but is a, a focal piece of that future. Jordan Oliver is going to be in a match. I guess just very quickly, talk a little bit about the young guys in GCW as well as what you're doing with JCW as a sister promotion.
2: Yeah, so technically my involvement with GCW is that I am the co-owner and partner in JCW, which is um, the, the sister promotion of game changer wrestling. We have a lot of overlap in terms of kind of like our undercard wrestlers, a lot of our younger wrestlers. And I'm also technically the New York promotional partner for GCW. So I'm partners and in, in putting on the show in, in New York city. So, um, you know, there's so many fantastic talents on the independence these days that Brett I think, felt the need to kind of expand and create more opportunities for, um, you know, up matches just in general for these guys um, and different geographic opportunities as well for local talents to cultivate them. So he created two promotions, one, JCW with me um, and also L.A. Fights on the West Coast. So, you know, people like Charles Mason out of the HOG school, uh, people like Everett Connors and Charlie Evans people like uh, Lucas Riley in L.A., you know, we really have a whole kind of GCW universe that's emerging with all these sub-brands, and they all kind of, you know, come together. And you'll see a lot of those talents uh, in one way or another on the show this weekend.
3: So this show is available on a number of different platforms, and we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. But it's this weekend, the world on GCW. Pay-per-view, fight, and more back in a moment, Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Elvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Zupper Vivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Adam Abdallah here. Fight TV this weekend, the world on GCW. Four days, four hours, two minutes, and 58 seconds as of this exact moment. $24.99 on Fight.TV. You can get it on traditional pay-per-view as well. And, Adam, let's get some other plugs in here for the show, yourself, Orange Crush, etc.,
2: Yeah, well, I just released the new edition of Orange Crush. We have three limited edition covers with Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, and Thunder Rosa. Um, Our annual book, Looking at the Cross-Section Between Contemporary Art and Professional Wrestling, um, is out now at orangecrush.art. Also features profiles of Leo Rush, Lee Moriarty, Drew Parker, Jimmy Lloyd, Shota Umino, and many others. So. You know, If you've seen our books before, or if you're interested in learning more about the cross-section between art and wrestling, you can grab it now for 25 bucks, or you can get all three for $10 off at $65 at orangecrush.art.
3: Well, check that out, everybody. And uh, best of luck with everything, the show this weekend. I think a lot of people, if you check out our chat right here, are very interested in, uh, in checking it out. You'll see Moxley in action, the Briscoes, and, and everything else. So uh, best of luck, and we'll have you on again uh, for the show sometime. Thanks for doing the show here today. Quite a day to come on, but uh, you took our minds off a lot of things. So, thanks so I'm much. no Christopher Stark, but That's I right. try. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8 Side Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic
0: every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field.